Welcome to another edition of After the Final Score. After a rather historic note, Iowa number three in the country beating number four in the country, Penn State 23-20, joined here by Mike Loss. Mike, it wasn't really an easy one, but they came up with the win. Was that anything that we saw today? <laughs> I don't know. Was that anything? <laughs> yeah, that was something. It was. That was something. And, and uh, you know, there are very few games that come along like this, uh, the transcendent kind of games. Iowa certainly had its memorable wins here and in recent years. Uh, yeah. Michigan and Ohio State come to mind, both in the top, both ranked third at the time. This was recent. But this was when Iowa was in the top five. When yeah. Iowa was There's a different three. level to that. Yeah. There. There's a, a different level. You're not talking about an element of surprise or a big upset or ruining somebody else's playoff season. <laughs> You're talking about going for something yourself and doing it against a ferocious team, a team that gave Iowa every last thing it could have wanted today, really. Yeah. And it, it was just one of those games that if you were here, you're not going to forget it. No. I think every single person in this stadium will have a few key memories. I think the people who stormed the field have that particular memory. <laughs> Which but... was about everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a pretty good chunk of people there. I was trying to cut through. Maybe you had uh, a better strategy. No, no, I, I stayed away from it. I've been through this rodeo before. <laughs> But, it, you know, you don't get crowd storms at Kinnick too often. When you do, there's usually a very good reason. And this was this was a, a slog. This was uphill oh, yeah. all the way so that it just made the emotion build and build and build and build. And then when, you know, Petrus hits Regani 44 yards in that touchdown to go ahead, the place just went. You know, the, the stadium was loosened off its moorings, I thought. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of that was kind of getting bottled up there, and there's a lot of frustrations, a lot of field goals. That yeah. I kind of thought of it as, okay, on drives where they probably should have been getting touchdowns, they're getting field goals. On the drives that they should have been getting field goals, they were punting. Yeah. That's and, a great defense they played against. Penn State's oh yeah. got a fantastic defense. They might not play against a better defense. Well, certainly not in the regular season. No, no, and... Uh, you know, Petrus at the end of the first quarter had a quarterback rating of two. Uh, and uh, as I noted... That's not what you want. No. Uh, You're I, not you know, playing golf. I, and, and I wrote this, so I'll, I'll steal one of my own lines, but you get more than that just for spelling your name correctly. <laughs> you know, a two. He was one of nine for 14 yards with an interception, and it didn't really feel like things would get a whole lot better. No. And... It, in vintage Petra's style, he stays with it when people in the stands and people in TV land are giving up on him. His oh, yeah. teammates stay with him. Things do get better, and they got better. And in the fourth quarter, they ran that play that Regani <laughs> said that they'd run a 70-yarder in practice earlier in the week. And they, Regani I would have said, loved to see that. Oh, one. man. But Petrus can throw the ball 70 oh, yards. Oh, yeah. And so he only had to throw the ball really 25, 30 yards this time. Regani catches it at about the 17, runs the rest of the way. With that incredible stretch. Yeah. Too. Well, he got blasted at the four-yard line, <laughs> and so he had the win, you know, at his sails, so to speak. <laughs> but, but that was a perfect route he ran, a perfectly designed play, yeah. and the ball was right in Regani's hands. Yeah. And it seems like this, in terms of postseason 
Obviously, the team is looking at this one game at a time, but right now, when you look at it from a postseason standpoint, this looks like a team that could be in the mix there for potentially... Well, they're number three, John. And don't buy into that one game at a time stuff. This, they're looking at it. Still. This game meant the world to that team, and they didn't hide it. No. And yeah, they got On gotta, Tuesday, they were saying, like, even... Kurt Ferentz, who's probably as understated as anybody, said uh, talked about how much he loves it when the chips are on the table. Yeah, well, they were on the table, and everybody oh, yes. knew it. Everybody knew it all week, and this, I mean, this had a buildup unlike many games that we've had here in a long time. Yeah. You know, when they beat Michigan in, what it was, in 2016, they were coming off a terrible loss at Penn State, and nobody thought they could beat Michigan. Mm -hmm. When they played Ohio State in here in 17 and destroyed them, <laughs> nobody saw it coming. I no. mean, everybody had a big old time and still talks about it, but there wasn't a week of buildup. There wasn't an expectation. There wasn't a realization that if they win this game, yeah, what you said, yeah. the next six games are all winnable, and I'm not saying they're going to win them all, but they're winnable. And uh, to be 6-0 and have six winnable games... Kind of exciting stuff. Oh, yeah. It's kind of exactly how you would want to draw things up here. I don't know if you could have a more ideal situation because you really just have to kind of, you control your own destiny here. Where if you're 12-0 into the Big Ten championship game, yeah, that's and a good spot to be. There's a, you know, the smart money is to do what Ferentz says and don't, you know, it's just six games. And it is just six games. Yeah. Uh, if they don't get their feet on the ground next week, they don't have a good enough offense to just glide by teams. Oh, yeah, no, it's a defense, well, we saw it, where, yeah. okay, if you don't have those turnovers, it's a much different game. Oh, sure, and again, four picks, <laughs> ten picks in two games in the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're not talking about uh, Kent State. Yeah. We're talking about... Big 10 competition, 10 picks in two games. Yeah. Uh, and, and not to mention all the hurries and all the hits. And going up against some pretty talented receivers, too, in those yes. two games. Yes. So when you look at Demas on Maryland and then Dotson on Penn State. Yeah. So not only are you getting these against pretty good quarterbacks, yeah. you know. Well, John, I mean, let's face it. They don't knock Clifford out of that game. We don't know what's going to happen, but it's, yeah. it might not be very good for no. Iowa. They did knock Clifford out. Jack Campbell nailed him, hurt his ribs, I believe it was. Uh, he was done, and they didn't have an adequate backup, which no. kind of blew my mind a little <laughs> bit. But but Clifford, I thought, played beautiful. He got picked twice, but he played a beautiful first half. He got him to the end zone twice. And, and after his first pick on their first offensive play, Oh, he, yeah, he's he, on no whole different right. Sean Clifford. He shrugs it off and takes him downfield. They go up 7-3. to three. Yeah. And and I was so impressed with him. And and people here have commented that this is going to kind of like maybe be like Iowa with Ricky Stanzi in 09, where Stanzi got knocked out of the game against Northwestern. They lose a game that they thought they were going to win. And it, it screwed around with potential uh, playoffs. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, I don't know what Penn State would have gone on to do, but you know that had they kept their quarterback, they would have been in a better place. But the fact is, this is football. It's rough. It's yeah. violent. And there are injuries. 
and Jack Campbell knocked that guy out of the game with a clean shot. Yeah, it's funny. There are a lot of tweets as Danny about, oh, injuries. Well, that one was a yeah. legit. Yeah. If they could have had Sean Clifford in they that second half. They weren't faking Sean Clifford's injury. <laughs> you know, And I hated to see it, but uh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. What, what Iowa did to that backup quarterback um, was not kind. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't. I think it's like or, a 35 Or the offensive line. I mean, and uh, Logan Lee, the Iowa defensive tackle, gave said, "Let's we'll share the credit mm -hmm. with the fans." There were eight false starts. <laughs> eight false starts. That's forty yards. Yes, and the damage it did to that Penn State team, and that wasn't all Iowa's defense. I mean, that was the wall of sound that was unlike few things you'll ever hear in person in your life. And you don't see the eight false starts last year when there are no fans in the stands. No, It's no. a direct product of the no, environment. No, it was just one of those, to use a cliche, a perfect storm. And um, it would have been a heartbreaking game to lose for whoever lost it. But now... Uh, here we go again. They're six and zero, and looking at Purdue, and you're thinking, where can they go? Yeah. Well, you look at just the rest of the West. Everything's kind of aligning. Wisconsin having a down year. It's they, not a good division. No. It's not a good division, but that doesn't mean anything. They still have to go up to Madison and win, and uh, they still have to beat five other teams to have the kind of season that right now I think they want, which is flawless. Yeah. Well, they are certainly well on their way. And maybe this is potentially a Big Ten championship game rematch between these two teams. If Penn State can figure yeah, things out. Yeah, I tell you what, you're going to need Clifford healthy and you're going to have to play a, an amazing game to beat Ohio State. But that's way down the road. We have a few after the final scores between now and then. Starting tomorrow, <laughs> our 24-hour rule is over, <laughs> and we start focusing on Purdue. Yes. Well, thanks for tuning in to another edition of After the Final Score. We'll be back with a, another edition of the Hawk Off the Press podcast this week. <laughs>